0: Hello and welcome to our ITGP Meet the Author podcast. Today I am joined by our Author of the Month, Brian Johnson. Hi Brian, thank you for joining us today. So back when you were at the University of Sunderland, what did you choose to study and why?
1: That's an interesting question. Um, Well, when I went to what was then Sunderland Polytechnic, I decided that uh, I needed a career, I suppose, my career choice was going to be applied biology. Uh, anyway, after a while, and you know, figuring out very quickly that marine biology would have meant something similar, having to learn to swim, something else I hadn't really thought through, I decided to join the Executive Civil Service as it was then. And somehow, you know, whether through luck or science, I managed to get moved into the um, IT world which, of course, the IT world sincerely regretted ever since.
0: Ah, OK. So you've accomplished writing over 30 books. How did you get into writing books?
1: Like a lot of civil servants, you move on to get promoted. And one of my bosses, a guy called Willie Carroll, recommended me to a guy called John Stewart, who should really be known as the founder of ITL because John invented it, directed it, wrote most of it and pretty much every part of the industry that you see today in ITIL, ITIL, whatever you want to call it, comes from John. And John asked me to write a book about capacity management in the first place, which is pretty much the only truly technical job I've ever done on the infrastructure side, even though as always I dragged it back into what I really knew, which was the business. And from there he also asked me to write books on cost management, software, life cycle, um, which became a kind of a, a precursor to DevOps, you know. And as we all know, DevOps is another multi-million-dollar market, which I think John again could reasonably state that he invented. The only difference was back in 1992 when he came up with the idea. Um, I think a dog barked somewhere, and when we published the book, I think three copies were purchased. Two of them for my mother and one for the mother of uh, a co-author that I had at the time a guy called Richard Warden, who worked for the University of Durham. John moved on and his successor was a really sharp lady called Ruth Kerry and she asked me to write a book on quality management which was actually largely based on the fact that I managed to get my way around every quality system known to man or woman in those days and I think it was her idea of a kind of a punishment but from that I got into a more rigorous approach even to how to write the books and how to take things forward from there. The interesting was that that led to the design of the second version of ITIL and of course then this whole idea that ITIL gets refreshed every few years by different authors, or if you're unlucky, the same ones.
0: Okay, so tell us more about your new book IT4B. What inspired you in writing it?
1: The inspiration from, if you like, IT for business as a concept came from working with Walter Zondervan, who's my co-author on that, on the Business Information Services Library, which is a Dutch best practice largely based on um, data management and business information practices from a few years ago. It was considerably out of date and being written in Dutch, it appealed really to people who were born within three miles of Amsterdam and the island of Aruba, and that's about it. The the issue for them was to internationalise it and therefore write it in English. So why they chose me with my accent, I'm not really sure. Anyway, um, at the same time I was writing a book with another Dutch guy called Leon Paul van der Rao. And that book also is published by ITGP. Leon Paul was a business person who hated IT with every bone in his body. Ironically he knows more about laptops than most people have ever met, but that's another story. Anyway, Leon Paul's whole focus was nobody in IT understands me and from that point we collaborated on something we actually called collaborative business service design. We started doing that as a bit of consultancy with the Dutch Reichswardestadt and the whole idea was to link up their architects who were all certified in things like Togaf with the business issues and make sure that the two sides understand one another. Walter and I had had similar ideas around IT for business as a kind of a concept. The actual name was put up by a guy called Martin Hillenaar, who at the time was the chief information officer for the Dutch government. And Martin said that IT for business was really an extension of joining up the business service design issues and the business information management issues that we'd been writing about in the business information services library. So we tried to use the same concepts and the same ideas and come up with a framework that people would find simple and easy to consume. So going back to my you know days in biology, about the only thing that I've ever done properly was learn about the, the DNA of human beings being four chromosomes. So we decided that everything would be concepts of four so people could understand it. You know, everything's a concept in terms of um, a domain whether it's governance, strategy, improvement, operation, or whether it's a perspective, business, data, services, technology. And think about those generic concepts. Every business is the same, but every business is different. The same as people are different. Walter is a really excellent artist. So we soon found a good way to collaborate, which was he drew fantastic diagrams and you know, I wrote the words that went with them.
0: Great. I look forward to reading it. So, you've worked with a few co-authors now. How did you meet them and how did you choose which projects to work on together?
1: Choosing who to work with is not always down to me. You know, I've been quite lucky, some people have approached me and other people have been very unlucky because I've approached them. In the days of the old CCTA, when you're asked to write on a topic which was alien, so for example cost management was pretty much alien to me, Uh, I hired accountants, and accountants were recommended by the Treasury because the Treasury owned all of the best practice, if you like, around how we should manage money in the government. So there's a certain logic to looking around the marketplace and hiring a consultant who knew more than you did, which when it comes to accountancy is pretty much everybody. Now moving on from there and getting into things like um, software life cycles, I always knew the business side of things, but something like software maintenance was a pretty alien concept. So trolling around a few universities and getting a few recommendations, I came across a guy called Richard Warden and another really smart guy called David Hindley and pretty much picked their brains for all of the things that I didn't know. This kind of gave me an idea to become the James Patterson of the IT world and then have somebody writing books on my behalf and I'll stick my name on it because it was going to be so famous. Anyway, learning my lessons from that, usually what I managed to do was find somebody who's either smarter than me, who had a better idea than me, and then help them to develop some kind of a a framework for what might be interesting for people to read. In the case of Leon Paul, Leon Paul was business through and through, a programme manager for a number of different Dutch government organisations, always working on business projects and he needed to have someone who would help him to think through something like the business capacity versus the IT capacity. A good example would be, I mentioned the Dutch Reichsvaterstadt. Well, they look at number of cars running around the whole of Holland. When it comes down to IT, they're looking at capacity from a totally different point of view. So the whole idea of the police closing the roads around the Amsterdam Arena when Ajax are playing football, isn't really an IT concept. But that's a capacity issue as far as business concerned. And really about the only thing I ever learned was always make sure what the business knows as capacity or availability or business continuity or come to that an in incident and then make sure IT people are talking the same language. A good example from the UK is if you're ever, unfortunately enough to be involved in an accident on the M1, the Police Dispatch Incident Report Unit they certainly don't get you to call an ITIL service desk and get you to create a ticket. So on the subject of trying to find the right authors, as I've said, sometimes they find me, sometimes I'm lucky and I find them.
0: Thank you for your time, Brian. If you would like to find out more information on Brian and his books, please visit our website at www.itgovernancepublishing.co.uk. Thank you for listening to our podcast today.